to the coffee house. Thank you very much. We have a discussion. Love your enemies. It's Arthur C. Brooks. It was Brooks, right? No. Yeah, Brooks. So he was a conservative who wrote a book about how you're supposed to love your enemies, trying to mend the rift between the political parties, or at least subscribers to the political parties at this point. I don't think the actual politicians are going to mend anything ever. But so this is the discussion. We already went through the book. We talked about some of his ideas. We had a bit of an analysis. And now we're just diving a little deeper into some of the ideas in a more freeform manner. And I am going to preface this whole thing by saying that many of the people that I care about the most are liberals and they espouse liberal ideas and obviously the vast majority of the country no matter their politics whatever party they say that they support and whatever reasons they have for saying that particular party most people are decent people who wouldn't dream of doing some of the absolutely horrendous things that a lot of the political pundits advocate and a lot of our politicians are trying to engage in so that said, now going through this book, like I said, it's called Love Your Enemies, and it's about how decent people can save America from our culture of contempt. But the ultimate question to me was, what is most effective? That is really the thing that we do have to think about, and that's something that consistently reins me in when I start thinking in militaristic terms, we'll say. <laughs> Because it could very well be the case that it is more effective to just be nice to people, no matter what they're doing. I mean, MLK Jr. certainly would have something to say about that, along with Gandhi and Buddha, I'm sure. <laughs> that the most effective way to get something accomplished, rather than just to appease your ego or something like that, or appease yourself emotionally, is to be nice, is to try to love your enemy, to love your opponent, and get through to them in a positive way. But also, Niccolo Machiavelli said that it is better to be feared than loved, so <laughs> you have that too. And I'm going to kind of go down a different tack here so that we get some ideas. Because I think there are a number of ways that all of these things need to be pushed against. Because we don't have the same standards that we had, you know, five years ago, ten years ago. We don't have the same standards. So first, I think we can't give them an inch in language. And them, by them, I mean progressives or anybody supporting a progressive ideology. Even if they're not progressive themselves, even if they're just speaking the talking points of the progressive agenda. In the language itself, I don't think you can give them an inch every time they want to call something violence, you know, some kind of speech violence or say that it is harmful or dangerous or anything like that. I think every ounce of that has to be challenged linguistically. And you can't let them gaslight in any category, period. Because they constantly do this, and you saw this throughout the Trump presidency, and you see this now especially, where they absolutely blame the other side. <laughs> they blame conservatives in general, or Trump in particular, or conservative politicians in particular, like Cruz and Hawley, for things that they themselves have done and are doing right now. They'll call somebody a fascist while they try to enact fascistic policies. So this gaslighting, it just can't be accepted in any way, shape, or form. And this is something that conservatives conservatives have done for the past four years. And that's why I have come to the conclusion that no matter what happened in the actual election, that conservatives kind of deserved it. <laughs> they kind of deserved what has happened. They kind of deserve what's going on now because they really did not challenge this stuff in the proper terms. There was this kind of weird passive politeness that was characteristic of all conservatives. And yes, I'm saying all. That's right. I'm putting them all in that category. <laughs> 
over the past four years, I think they were just kind of holding the line, waiting for the election to see what would happen. And so they kind of earned where they are now, rather than actually pushing back from the beginning. And I mean much more than simply saying it on Twitter or something like that, or calling in the CEO of Twitter, CEO of Facebook, calling them in and doing a public shaming and leaving it at that, not actually accomplishing anything. There should have been real boots on the ground kind of efforts, lawyers in tow to make sure that all this stuff was done correctly at every step of the way. But the reality is the standards have changed. And this is something that I don't think conservatives have understood for a long time is that conservatives have always thought that, OK, well, we're just meeting on the same field here. You know, when it comes to putting our ideas out there and letting them fight each other to see which idea is best, there's this kind of honor system where it's like we could overstep our bounds in this way or that way, but we're not going to do it. You know, we are following the honor system that we're not going to overdo it in this way or that way. Way. We're going to respect our institutions. We're going to respect our constitution. We're not going to openly lie about what's going on. We're not going to completely co-opt all of the <laughs> aspects of our civilization and use them to propagandize a bunch of stupid ideas. We're not going to do all those things. We're just going to put our ideas out there. We're going to expect that we're going to have a voice somewhere and that's just going to be the way that it is and let the best ideas win. You know, that's been kind of the modus operandi of conservatives for a long time now. And that's just, those aren't the standards anymore. The standards aren't what is true. The standards aren't what is the American system about and what are the shared values that we have that we're all going to protect and let's meet at the same place and try to figure this stuff out. Those aren't the standards anymore. We've completely lost that. Even internal consistency is not a standard anymore. And this is something that has to be realized. Every time somebody points out that there's hypocrisy or that the media is gaslighting or media is lying or media is coddling the Biden administration or whatever, every time that there's some kind of just glaring hypocrisy pointed out, you know, like the Democrats traveling for Thanksgiving and all that after they tell, told everybody they couldn't be doing that and going to salons and going to restaurants and getting caught and all this stuff. And you point out all the hypocrisy hypocrisy. The usual standard would have been that, okay, well, you've been caught. Now you're going to be punished, you know, electorally. You're going to be punished in the media because you're a hypocrite and we can't stand hypocrites. But that's not how it works anymore. <laughs> They don't even try to be internally consistent. It's like we're several steps behind where they actually are. The consistency doesn't actually matter anymore. They have these propagandistic arms in the media and in the education system and in unions and in Hollywood and all that that completely nullify any claims of hypocrisy. It's unbelievable. And we have this new standard that's that it's perfectly fine for them on their side to just do things for purposes of emotional validation. That's all that they're trying to get out of something. They don't need to have an intellectually coherent argument. They don't need to have actual evidence that's backing up what they're saying. They just need things that emotionally validate their position so that they can feel better personally. So the only response to me is not to play on their terms. You cannot play on their terms in any way, shape, or form. You have to shut it down from the outset. Don't play their games. So every time they want to talk about, oh, racism, sexism, homophobia, the answer isn't, oh, I'm not racist, I'm not sexist, I'm not homophobic. The answer is you're establishing some kind of ridiculous, stupid standard here. We're not actually talking about the issue at hand. This is an ad hominem attack, obviously, and we're missing the point. So if you're not going to talk like an adult in this conversation, then we don't have anything to talk about. We're not getting anywhere. Don't meet them on their terms. 
call them out for their dumb, disingenuous conversations and just don't accept it. Don't engage them on their terms. So just to get back to the book a little bit, the Love Your Enemies, he was big on talking about the concept of contempt and how we need to not have contempt for anybody. And that's probably very fair. (laughs) Contempt is something that it takes the next step and says, you don't care what happens to the other person. And that's something obviously we've been getting from one side for sure for a long time now. But we don't necessarily have to exhibit contempt for the other side. We don't have to say that we literally don't care what happens to them. So maybe rather than contempt, it's a kind of stern disappointment. (laughs) You know, it's like when you're being reproachful of a child. It has to be stern, though. It has to be consistent. It has to be strong. And it has to be clear. It can't be something that's wishy-washy or ambiguous. People keep saying how much they hate division in the country. You know, you see all these polls and say, oh, people think we're too divided and politics is too dividing and all this stuff. And then they just keep doing it, whatever, out of addiction to social media or just the the little thing that they get by having their ideology apparently validated. And of course, the news media, which was on its last legs and is probably not going to be doing well anyway because of alternative media now just going extreme because they're trying to survive now. Whatever the case, people keep engaging in it. So generally, I don't hate division. Sometimes (laughs) you need to be divided. Some people should be divided from other people. But the whole, the big point is that unprincipled people should not be trusted. People who don't have principles, who can't apply the same principle to themselves and to people like them that they apply to the other side, that's the problem. That's the big, big problem. And that's what completely nullifies our ability to have a shared country with shared ideas where we can have some kind of a substrate that we can all stand on, a foundation from which we can all enjoy and engage in our liberty. It's those shared standards. It's the lack of principles. If you can't apply something to yourself the same way you apply to your greatest enemy, then you don't have principles and you don't deserve to be part of the conversation. If we can't appeal to a shared standard that we we all agree on, that we both agree on in a conflict, then we have no way to settle a dispute. But I think we're kind of in a frame right now where we have to realize that sometimes children who are throwing a fit need to be set straight. And I know that conservatives in general, they try to do this polite game. You know, they always try to be polite whenever we're engaging in this kind of stuff. You know, I'll leave you alone, you leave me alone, and we can just go about our business. That's not how leftists are treating this anymore. They haven't been for a long time, actually. They've been just insinuating themselves into every institution in the country while conservatives were saying, let's be polite about it and let the uh, war of ideas happen and we'll, we'll just win with our ideas. But right now we're in the midst of a leftist fit and they need to be reproached and put in their place, put in their time out. So they knock it off until they grow up to be old enough to have the cognitive abilities to actually have a legitimate conversation. So, now that I got through that inflammatory screed (laughs) against uh, leftist politics, I just wanted to talk about those ideas in general, because I really am sick of where this is going, because I felt myself doing the exact same thing when I would talk to leftists, where I was apologetic and nice about the way that I was countering whatever narrative they had, and then they just froth of the mouth and scream and and just be like, ah, he's the worst thing ever, an evil orange man, and conservatives are so evil, and there'd be complete incoherence in what they're saying, but I'd still try to be nice about it. And it's just, I'm done with that. That's, it's completely unacceptable at this point. I was one of the enablers who allowed this kind of a thing, this 
country the way it is now with Joe Biden having 37 executive orders in his first week right after before the election he got done talking about how we don't govern by executive order we do it by consensus I have to get the legislature to agree with me if I want to get things done because we're not a dictator that's what dictators do is govern by executive order and then he goes and does it it's just I am in some part complicit and every conservative who decided to be polite instead of firm and having that stern disappointment and challenging all these children all all over the place and being afraid of espousing the views that they had. It's all of our responsibility and it falls on all of our shoulders to some degree. So anyway, I just wanted to have that discussion. I wanted to get that out. So this was the Love Your Enemies discussion. This is Coffee House. Thank you very much for coming. We've got some uh, special stuff coming up. I am way ahead on books, but the problem was I didn't have my recording equipment. So that's why these things are coming out so sparsely. And it's just been absolutely insane. Anybody who's still listening, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sticking around. I'm going to try to make it up to everybody by trying to get these things out in the right way and making things better, constantly trying to make things better. I'm going to try to do it, but I really appreciate it. I hope all is well. I'll see you in the next one. All right, bye.